I'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the really big barbecue central show. This is the show that talks about all things that are important to the world of barbecue and grilling. The show originating from the rock and roll hall of fame city, bomb city, USA, Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evenings of live fire fun and frivolity show. If you want to jump in this evening through social platforms or emails, but you don't know the contact info, I have it for you right here. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to Greg at the BBQ Central Follow us on all the social media channels at BBQ Central Show. And be sure to subscribe to the show podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, the BBQ Central And here's what's happening in case you can get the newsletter. We are entering into Q4 of 2022, believe it or not, and where we would usually find the pitmaster of Killer Hogs competition team and the co-creator of How to Barbecue Right. He has some sporting duties to attend to, wasn't able to find time for the show. However, and I don't like to say fill-in guest, just a great human being and an accomplished championship award-winning pitmaster sitting in his place, and we're happy to have him. The pitmaster of swine life, Barbecue Mark Williams, rejoins the show, and we're happy to have him filling in this evening. And we'll be talking to Mark a little bit about YouTube. We'll be talking to him about websites. We'll be talking to him about taking a run at the Praise the Lard contest a couple weeks ago, doing very well on both sides of that. That's a unique competition. We'll let Mark lay that out for you in case you're not familiar with it. And then also the week before that, nabbing a grand championship. So geared up for the Praise the Lard contest, to say the least. So Mark doing very well on the competition scene this year. We'll talk to him about his thoughts on competition currently in 2023 and where he might see the sport evolving or devolving into as the rest of the year closes out. We get in, uh, did I say 2023? 2022, evolving or devolving in 2023. So Mark Williams first up out of the gate. Then 35 past the hour, he missed her in her quarterly segment. Last quarter, but she's back in a little earlier than normal here, though. Jess Priles from Hardcore Carnivore and JessPriles.com. Plenty to catch up with Jess. Some is dated, so I've just eliminated it. However, we'll be getting her thoughts on NyQuil Chicken also. We'll be talking about a new product or two that she has put out. One of them is recent. The other one, and it's got to be 
five months old at this point, but it was I had it on the list as new three months ago. And there's plenty of stuff to talk about. Plus, we'll do the little musical game show at the end to see if she can pull two in as many quarters out on the correct side because before that, they had all been losers. So Jess Pryles closes the first hour. Then we'll move to the second hour. It is the first Tuesday of a month. And in the second hour, first interview segment, or 14 pass, Sam the Cooking Guy joins us. Almost at 4 million YouTube subscribers as we're talking here this evening. And as I had mentioned before, last time he was on was the last time you will see a monthly What Is Sam Like Best game show. We've revised that format a little bit. You'll see it once a quarter now. And what we were finding was we didn't have a lot of time left after the game to talk actual food and cooking and all that fun stuff, which is what we're really looking to do. Some of you had piped up and said, hey, we missed the banter between you two and the actual cooking talk. Let's get back to some of that. We were way ahead of you by last month, and that's what's going to happen in 14 past the second hour. And then 35 past, and we're crossing fingers. I think we have the time zones worked out. We are reloading Leonard Batello from Truth Barbecue out there in Houston, Texas. We tried to sound check, but he was caught in traffic. And while I'm not one to necessarily throw caution to the wind in Leonard's case, I am certainly willing to take the risk. I told them if it sounded like crap, we will dump quick, early, and often, and then try and reschedule once again. He agreed, plus I sent him some really great directions that nobody ever follows. So fingers crossed in an hour and 20 minutes from now or so, Leonard Patel will be on the line, that his mic will sound good, and we can talk about the history of Truth Barbecue and where barbecue is sitting right now in Texas as 2022 is coming to a close. So that's how the show is laying out. Mark Williams, Jess Pryles, first hour, Sam, the cooking guy, and Leonard Batello in the second hour. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat. We say good evening to those of you watching tonight through one of our streaming platforms. You can go to Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show. Also, you can take in the show via YouTube slash RD Rempe, where there's also a nice and robust chat going on currently. I will also take a second to say hello to all of you using our audio streaming platform, Clubhouse. So if you'd rather hear us and not see us, Clubhouse is the way to do that. So let's start here this evening. Believe it or not, who knew this was going to happen? It's in the works. Can I say this? Pepper Mill Challenge. Of course, in one corner, we have the retail $199 pepper cannon, the uh, anodized aluminum housing. It feels like it, it weighs a number of pounds. You can hear there's pepper, whole peppercorns in there. And uh, it bills to be quick loading. It bills to be able to really dial in the grind. I think there's 35 different clicks uh, on the bottom here. You can see that's all nice uh, German engineered. This coming from Man Kitchen. I had Cleve Oins on the show a number of uh, months ago. More as a connector of a previous guest from Launch Boom, Will Ford. But wouldn't you know, the pepper cannon 
for Man Kitchen is not the only $199 pepper mill on the market. No, no. Black Rain is here. $190. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know where your math skills are, but in my hands right now, I am holding 400 retail dollars worth of pepper grinders, and there's only two of them which means they are $200 a piece. Now, the Black Rain unit uh, does come in black, but this is a, uh, a nice stainless body. Uh, but it is aluminum uh, from what I believe, but this is just more of a polished outside. You can see there's a little bit of a uh, pepper window in there, so you can make sure that your peppercorn level is set right. Now, unlike the Pepper Cannon, where there's, 35 or so clicks to dial in the pepper grind uh, here on the bottom. You can see uh, lines corresponding. So the bigger line is your biggest grind correspondingly going down. So all you have to do is just quickly uh, turn the bottom dial here in order to dial in your selected grind or mesh. So we have a one, two, three, five different levels that you can do that. Now, the pepper cannon is a manual up here, and we just twist and twist. But the amount, the volume of pepper is what the pepper cannon was really talking about. Here, well, for those of you that might be a little laissez-faire, at the very top, right here, push button. This is an electric, electric pepper grinder costing you $199, and it's got a lithium-ion battery, and on one charge, the owner, Jimmy, says it will crack 100 pounds of pepper in a single charge. I don't know how much pepper you guys go through in your life, but that could be a lifetime of pepper for me, and I'm a big pepper fan. But coming up with Dr. Barbecue, Ray Lampy, we are going to be putting the pepper mill challenge to the test i will be using the pepper cannon and dr barbecue will be using black rain if you need to spend two hundred dollars on a pepper mill might i suggest the pepper cannon and or black rain i have been using both now for quite a period of time i mean they're really good I assume they better be at $200 a piece, right? Uh -oh. Yes, of course. I got pepper all over the goddamn desk. Anyway, Mark Williams is ready to go. Folks, week 14 is here. I've got some great news, and I have some disheartening news that's also great news. What do we know? Well... Over the course of the last 12 weeks prior, as I said, week 14, but those first 12 weeks, we took weight off. We dropped fat. We leaned out with the David McDowell's Do Wellness Program. Of course, the website is davidleans.com slash bbq. And now we're in the process of putting muscle on. So as I told you last week, uh, the goal is to put somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 15 pounds of muscle back on the frame so we dropped lightened up shredded up leaned out and now we're going to start putting muscle back on the frame 
Now, here's something to keep in mind. Safe and sustainable fat loss takes weeks. Obviously, I did it for 12 weeks. But building muscle takes months. Uh-oh. Don't expect 10 to 15 pounds of muscle to come on at the same rate that you took the fat off. No, no. For instance, 10 pounds of muscle in a 12-month time frame is spectacular. So I need to readjust the expectations. I need new goals to look at. The good news is this. 12 weeks went by very quickly, and I was able to hit those goals following the plan that David laid out. And now putting the muscle on is going to take a little bit longer, but we're doing it in the right way. So just another way of David making sure that the expectations are there. He's studying them properly, and now we have the goals to define. We've readjusted how we're eating now, what we're working out with, and I'm looking forward to packing on the muscles in the right way. If you want to join me in this mission, this journey, davidleans.com slash bbq. That's davidleans, L-E-A-N-S, davidleans.com slash bbq and sign up and join me. I'm in week 14 now and I'm ready to rock. We're back with more from Mark Williams right after this. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well and see what other products they have to lend a little smoky goodness to whatever it is you're cooking in your pellet-driven cooker. My first guest tonight, filling in for our usual opening segment guest, Malcolm Reed from Killer Hogs and How to Barbecue Right. He's the pit master of Swine Life Barbecue, the team and the brand, creator of the Swine Life Barbecue YouTube channel. Racing to the hotline and welcoming back friend of the show, Mark Williams. Hey, Mark. How's it going, Greg? I am spectacular. Mark, I don't want to assume that you happened to have caught the second hour of the show last week specifically. But if you didn't, I'm here to give you some breaking news. A Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. That's right, Greg Rempe from the Breaking News Desk here in Cleveland, Ohio, reporting on the most topical breaking news that is breaking across this nation of ours. Nay the globe mark the second hour last week the embedded correspondence and i put together a list of nominations for the 2022 barbecue central shows guest hall of fame and while i do have a bit of bad news to break which is you didn't make it into the 2022 barbecue central shows guest hall of fame you were nominated hey we'll take it yes you were nominated so uh i the thing that I remember the most uh, is we didn't have any auto qualifiers, so that means 
you know, you would have a list of five, I have a list of five, and the other guys. And if everybody happened to have voted Mark Williams or nominated Mark Williams, automatically you're into the class of 2022. We didn't even have one automatic qualifier. We had quite of a, a robust list of names, uh, all four of us. And then we have to go around one by one and pick a name we feel very impassioned about and then sell it to the other three guys. And then everybody has to agree that the sell job was perfect. And then that person is put into the Barbecue Central Show's guest hall. You can see it's very convoluted. It's a high-level process. Only the most educated can be part of this. But what I remember... It was pretty rigorous. Oh, yeah, it's, it's very rigorous. Uh, Rusty from the great city of Utah is the one that nominated you and said... We should be ahead of Mark Williams. We need to put him in now because he's going to blow up in 2023, and 2024. It's, it was almost a foregone conclusion in Rusty's mind, Mark, that you are going to be in the Guest Hall of Fame, and why not get ahead of it? However, some of us, we had other ideas. Other ideas. But I mean, nominated. So what does that mean to you? means i'm coming late to the party and i got a goal for next year that's right <laughs> all right and mark's a competitor we certainly know that so i was visiting the youtube channel recently 48,800 uh, 48,800 total subscribers at the moment well what i did notice was that maybe it was three months since the last yes. video was posted so how hard is it to keep coming up with compelling items to cook regularly and then post regularly? Or did you just step away from it to do some other projects and you're coming back? To so we definitely had to take a break from it. We, uh, we had a lot going on. I think the last video was our trailer video that we were building out. That's kind of our comp toy hauler trailer. Um, that was all fun and that was great. And we had this plan. We're going to film all this, you know, all these different videos with it. Well, we were having a trip in Colorado at the end of July and we started on the trailer July 4th and I had three weeks to get it done. So pretty much we worked till midnight every night, getting it done, me and my brother and a couple other good friends and got it done. And that was all great, but we just been so busy and it's been a ton of stuff going on behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know about that. You know, I talked to you earlier about it, but Malcolm and myself and my brother and brother-in-law, we've created a whole nother brand called Buck Junkies. So we've been, you know, dedicating a lot of time to it. And it's just been busy. Now we have a ton of videos fisting a hit. We got, I would say probably 10 before the end of the year, we're going to try to release and get back in the swing of things and kind of get back in a routine. But it is hard to stay on track. It was a lot easier when I'd done something different for a living. When I wasn't around barbecue every day, it was easy to go home and film a barbecue video, but I'm around it seven days a week now, and it's it's harder to find time for it, for sure. Do you find it impressive? For instance, I have Sam the Cooking Guy comes on once a month in Malcolm's spot, but an hour later, 1014. Here's a guy that's releasing three cooking videos a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I was originally introduced to Sam, it's got to be 11 or 12 years ago, when he was actually doing a live talk show slash cooking show which then morphed into what he has going on now, which is more of the you know very highly produced uh, 18 to 25 minutes in length, that nice YouTube wheelhouse of time and attention span. But cooking three days a week for you know 10, 11 years, I mean, that's 
pretty impressive to continue to churn out that content that consistently and not get caught up in other stuff. Oh, very much so. I mean, if you ask me, that man's not human. There's no way a normal human being could possibly do what he does. Um, I respect that to the utmost. He's got a great channel, man. The content's unreal. I actually cook a lot of his recipes. One of the pasta contests we had up here at the office, I cooked one of his recipes for it. And it Which was one was butter it? Noodles. His, the jazzed up butter noodles. Huh. Um, the one that had the anchovy paste and uh, fried garlic. And I loved it, man. It was great. And actually finished, I think, fourth, fourth or fifth, you know, at the office, which we'll take it. You know, Malcolm cheats every time, so it don't matter. Um, I was going to say, does Malcolm just win every single time? Uh, to the most part, he's yeah. he's pretty consistent. He's pretty talented when it comes from shooting from the hip and these random categories. But we're coming for him. No doubt we're coming for him. Mark Williams from Swine Life Barbecue joining us here on the show. SwineLifeBBQ.com is the website. He sells some really great rubs and other barbecue products, so you'd want to check that out as you hit the website as well. Mark, you competed at the Praise the Lard event. It was September 22nd through the 24th. That's in Murfreesboro, Illinois. And for those that are really steeped into the barbecue knowledge and tradition, 17th Street Barbecue is headquartered out of there, which is obviously the barbecue restaurant that the legend Mike Mills uh, founded and is still in operation today i mentioned it in a teasing way in the open this is a unique event what makes it unique hey my favorite thing about it is the location um it's small town small town america and it's so much history right there especially with barbecue and that's one thing that just really hits it for me but what makes it so unique is it's a kcbs nbn duel uh, so you have all four meat KCBS categories, and then you turn around and have the three meats for NBN, whole hog, shoulder, and rib. And there's not many contests in the nation that's like that. Um, there, there's a few. I mean, we have one here local, but there's nothing. I mean, praise the Lord, that's, that's one of my favorite contests, hands down. When you mention it's a duel, is it something akin to an American Royal where you have the Invitational on Saturday and then you turn around and do the Open on Sunday, or is this both ends going off the same day? You're you're firing both guns at the same day. It's uh wow. You got it's it's a busy day. Um, How does the day started, lay out? Hog. I don't know that it ever starts or it never ends. It's hard to say because <laughs> I mean we could we kind of teamed up. So I handled everything on the KCBS side of things, and then we teamed up as a group with a bunch of our buddies: Heath Riles, Jay Craig, Tennessee Mojo. Um, we had a bunch of group of guys that just want, you know, just wanted to cook together and have a good time. So we teamed up, made Band Outlaws. So Band Outlaws handled the NBN side. So we put a hog on at midnight Friday night, and that's when our day started. Um, I got a little rest, but Jay and Aaron Zoman they stayed up and run the pit, cooked the hog. I got up at four, helped them wrap it, got all my KCBS meats on at five that morning, and we were turning hog at at nine, and mm-hmm. then shoulder at ten, ribs at eleven, and then the KCBS categories kicked off at twelve. So. It was a busy morning. So you're cooking as band of outlaws for the NBN side, and then as soon as that last turn-in is done, are you also then working independently as Mark Williams, the pitmaster of Swine Life Barbecue, to get the KCBS side of things done? Yes. So we kind of picked our categories. Um, you know, I handled everything with KCBS just because I'm trying to ramp up for the jack and trying to get a lot better and smoother at things and brush the rust off. Um, Tennessee Mojo, he's a world champion ribs. He handled the ribs. Um, 
Heath, I mean, he's just a great all-around cook in any category you put him in. So him and Jay and them, they, Jay Outlaw, Jay Craig, they handled the whole hog and shoulder. And I got in and helped build some of the boxes and, you know, pull some parts off the hog and get the shoulder broke down and stuff like that. But as soon as we got done with shoulder, I was over getting chicken ready and, you know, everything's hitting at that one time. And we rolled right into KCBS chicken and done ribs, pork and brisket, boom, boom, boom. And it felt like we did not stop that day. Just for point of reference for those that are interested in the competition stuff, how many teams were doing MBN? How many teams were doing KCBS? I want to say total teams in MBN was around 25 to 30, I believe. Don't quote me on that because I didn't get a solid number, but I think total teams were there was almost 60, including KCBS and MBN. They were full. They were turning teams away. So there was a packed house for sure. How many teams are taking part in the dual tournaments? I mean, that has to be a monster. A lot of your, some of your KCBS teams are jumping in and starting to do ribs. I mean, you're already cooking ribs. What It doesn't hurt to throw, say, four more slabs, six more slabs on the pit and cook them right alongside your KCBS ribs. Um, there was a few that was doing everything, but that's a feat. That takes a, that's not something you do on your own. You know, you take a group of guys or your good friends that, you know, enjoy cooking together and you get out there and do it. But it's, it's, it's a big task to take on. I'll tell you that. Band of Outlaws winds up taking the Grand Championship on the MBN side of things. So I, I would assume there's a lot of alpha males there that you mentioned yourself, a well-known, successful championship pitmaster. Uh, Jay, obviously, from Outlaw. Um, Heath Riles is one of the biggest names, especially on the Memphis side of things, but he's won a number of uh, KCBS and other sanctioned events as well. And, that, and the list just seems to go on there. So how do you guys uh, share in that victory? We were, we were lucky to have this group of guys. That was one thing. We had several people come. like, how are y'all all cooking together? Like, y'all all have your own team. How do you not like the dominant cook, you know? But we didn't look at it that way, man. We were just – we looked at it more perspective of just having a good time, you know. We were wanting to do well, don't get me wrong. And this was the first time this hog pit that Outlaw built has ever been at a contest. So, it was – we were learning as we went as well. And – we just celebrated together, man. We all went to dinner afterwards, and it was just like each and every one of us won. You know, it was it was a very, very cool experience, and we're not done. We're going to do it again for sure. I was going to say, this has the trappings of a super team, perhaps, for next year's Memphis and May. A lot of guys are on their own Memphis and May team. Uh, Heath uh, certainly jumps out as one. Obviously, you help um, How to Barbecue Right or Killer Hogs um, when they're cooking Memphis in May. Is that a possibility or is Memphis its own monster and you guys will stay separate at this point? I think at this point, Memphis is own monster. You, you nailed that up, nailed that on the head. I think it's one of them things that, you know, everybody has, you know, pretty well established a good team at Memphis in May. And, you know, who knows we may combine one day, but we're definitely, you know, we're talking about trying to do American Royal next year. Um, Spring Fest is a local NBN duel here. We'll do, um, have to go down to the pig jig. You know, we got several contests we want to go try to do as a group and just mm -hmm. enjoy it. I mean, that's the biggest thing is, you know, competing is great, but it's the people and it's the times you, you know, the memories you make and the time you have with your friends. And that's what we look forward to. On the KCBS side of things, you don't walk away with the GC, but RGC, that's pretty good. RGC. So that's a good weekend yes, for sir. Mark Williams. You get the GC on the MBN side and the RGC on the KCBS side. 
I was a point and a half and smoking ghost edged me out. He got me. So congrats to him as well. And no, it was, I was very pleased because I got a chicken call. I think it was fifth place chicken, no rib call, no pork call. And I was like, man, you know, you, if nowadays, if you don't get three or four calls, you're out of the running, you know, I mean, it's so competitive now. And that's one thing that I had to learn is I've been out of it for almost a solid year competing and, you know, you better hit all four categories and you better do it right. And I was lucky enough to get a 180 in brisket and that saved the day. So I think I was a 180 and I think we told it out at like 701 was our score. So it was a good day for sure. Yeah. Anything plus 700, especially these days is really hitting the marks. The week before Murfreesboro, as you were starting to dial up, you did a competition called goat days. You required to cook goat by chance? They used to. No, it wasn't required, but they used to do like a goat roasting. Um, there were several. They moved locations, so it was laid out a little different. I didn't get a chance to walk around and see all the other venues. They have a lot of like antique tractors and tractor pulls and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it was a little bit different this time, but I just focused on the contest. But, yeah, it's it's definitely one. If you're in the Memphis area, that's a good contest to cook because they definitely take care of you. And you win that one. With a seven ten, no less. So I mean, you're ten points ahead of where you were a week later. So you were dialed in pretty good. Your programs were obviously running well. And then, as I said, anything plus seven hundred is, is pretty great. Yeah, seven ten is our highest we scored yet in KCBS, and we were we were thrilled and just beyond excited with that. And that's the really the only two we've cooked right now. I mean, we've done some local stuff and some like just backyard contests, hanging out. You know, just trying to stay sharp on our stuff and the next one we got is the jack and i'm ready i'm ready to get there and cook who knows what'll happen but it's gonna be a good time so what's the plan mark i've talked to any number of pitmasters over the 15 years 16 years that we've been doing the show and it's changed over time i remember there was a specific interview with malcolm i'm sorry with uh, myron mixon and he said he was going to be turning in cafeteria style pulled pork because when he was turning in his competition style pulled pork it just never seemed to hit down at the jack and what he saw being turned in was more cafeteria style so he was going to give that a shot and then that eventually evolves into i'm not going to change anything that i've been doing i'm going to dance with the one that brung me and uh, sometimes there's been various regional changes here or there or uh, they don't feel the judging palette might be up to par as a traditional KCBS contest because it's not a KCBS sanctioned event, although they help with the rules and the judging and all that stuff. And that's a little weird, but how do you dial in specifically for the Jack? Because it is a very revered and it has a holds a lot of mystique to win. I think, man, I think I'm like, I kind of go with the thing, you know, keep doing what got you there. Um, obviously you please six judges when you got your grand and your, how many ever judges you, you've done good. So, Stick with what you got you there. Um, we're not going to change anything. You know, we're just going to try to execute our cook the best we can and just hit our mark. Again, like you say, there's so many judges there that may not be, you know, full certified judges. You got a lot of celebrity judges and stuff like that. But if you hit your marks and you don't beat yourself, what more, what more can you ask for? You know, that's my biggest thing is I try to tell myself every time is, you know, we didn't beat ourselves. You know, we, we hit our marks. We turned in a good product. And then you just got to you got to hit them good tables and be a little lucky. Um, I don't care what nobody says. It's it's still some luck involved nowadays. Mark, if you could not need to work, if you were financially independent, do you think you would have a legitimate shot to get out on the KCBS circuit, and make a run for team of the year? 
I've thought about it. Um, I've, it's been a lot of discussion of it. Now, I'm not saying I'm fishing to try. I mean, that takes hats off to them guys. That's a lot of work. I was looking at some of the contests. I mean, you got guys cooking 25 and 30 contests. Um, my wife probably would not allow that. It probably would have. Uh, it's I very might be expensive in a, too, right? Oh, definitely so. I mean, <laughs> you're easily two grand a weekend. You know, yeah. I would say that. I mean, time you buy a brisket, if you're buying everything out of pocket, I mean, $1,000 is gone. You don't even, that don't even phase it. Um, but no, I, I definitely would like to cook a little more. And we're talking about, you know, probably going to do two or three more this year and next year really come out the gate and try to do at least 10, you know, 10 or 15. Um, back in the day when we were cooking a little more often, I think we'd done 15 one year and that felt like a lot then, you know, that's, that's still, you're rolling, yeah. you know, and you need to do three times but, more contests to really get in the running for that. Yeah. I mean, if you're not cooking, I would say 20 to 25 you're not even, you're not in the top 10, yep. you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to cook those contests. Mark Williams joining us from swine life barbecue. Once again, the website is swinelifebbq.com. Make sure you're subscribing to him over on YouTube as well. As he said, before the end of the year, hoping to get 10 pieces of new content pushed out. So we look forward to that. Mark, really appreciate you jumping in tonight for Malcolm and continued success. We're looking forward to it. Thank you, Greg. It's always a pleasure. You got it. There he is. Mark Williams right there. Again, swinelifebbq.com, where 48, almost 50,000 of you are following Mark's cooking journey, and he is knocking it out of the park right now as it relates to the competition. I did see somebody in the chat room. Dan, there it is. Greg not having the royal winner on. Well, no. Get that big stuff out of here. Dan... Look, the show is very popular. The show is booked well in advance. Sometimes I remember to leave open segments. This year, history made. QU won both ends. They won the Invitational on Saturday. They won the Open on Sunday. Nobody has ever done that before. However, have I reached out to the pitmaster of QU? Yes. Will there be a bonus content segment recorded at his convenience where we'll talk all about it and then it'll be released in the podcast feed. Yes! So, don't worry! I got it all covered. It just won't be on the Tuesday show, but that's alright. Look for that coming up. Alright, so as we wait for Jess Pryles, let me talk to you quickly about Bub and Mothers. So many people look at Labor Day as the end of all things summer, yet some of the nicest barbecue weather is still to come. Eh, trending away. Indian summer brings a lot of warm weekends to gather. Grill and watch football and bub and mothers can bring the flavor you and your guests deserves. Not only is 100% natural, it has less salt than many bottles you will find on the shelves. Less salt means you can add more flavor by adding more rub and not worrying about oversalting your meats or side dishes. More spice and less salt also means these rubs go a lot further and last a lot longer. They're a better value. Want some new ideas? Head on over to bubbinmothers.com and click on the What's Cooking link. There, you will find some recipe ideas for the rubs, including making your own barbecue sauce, wings that bite back, our soon-to-be-famous redneck aioli, and a barbecue margarita, just to name a few options. Right now, until they run out, everyone who orders a four-pack of rub, just $24.95. You can get a special t-shirt absolutely free. Just enter the code B, the number four, go. B4GO. 
in the promo box at checkout and tell them what shirt and what size in the note box. And remember, every purchase creates an added donation to veteran charities. As a veteran-owned company, they're proud their service and continued support to all who wear the uniform. Bub and Mothers, Downey's Dinner Dust, made with real maple syrup crystals and fresh roasted ground espresso and their honey and heat, adding honey crystals and chipotle. Both create great flavors that only your taste buds can appreciate. Of course. Bubandmothers.com. That's bubandmothers.com. Buy the four-pack for $24.95. And then enter the code B, the number four, go at the promo box at checkout. Tell them what shirt you want, what size you are. We're back with Jess Pryles right after this. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. We thank Mark Williams for joining us last segment. SwineLifeBBQ.com. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Head on over to smithfield.com right now for recipes as well as tips and tricks from well-known live fire cooks like Darren Worth, Jess Priles, who might be joining us shortly, and Childs Cridland with mouthwatering flavor and no artificial ingredients. Smithfield Fresh Pork is quite simply some of the finest pork money can buy. It's the trusted choice of top cooks for use at competitions and at home. That's Smithfield. You can find all that stuff over at smithfield.com, and we appreciate their support here in 2022. All right, as we wait for Jess Priles to come aboard, we can get some listener feedback from the show last week. Email coming in from Phil in Texas. Greg, really enjoyed the Guest Hall of Fame segments last week. I felt like an insider being able to hear the process happen in real time, fully transparent. It was hilarious. When you or John or Doug would kill a name that was up for nomination. Poor Rusty getting a number of his nominations shot down. I loved it. Thanks for doing this every year. And thanks to all of you for the hard work you put in on this specific show. Regards, Phil. Phil, thank you. Also, Skippy in Washington State. Skippy? Is that your name? Could be your real. <laughs> we'll go with it. Skippy in Washington State also wrote in Greg. You mentioned in the guest Hall of Fame segment last week that you thought the strength of each individual list was the best to date, and I agree. Thank you, Skippy. Listening to the names being read off each person's list has given me a newfound respect for the show. I'm not here to toot your horn. But those were some pretty big names that you were all just tossing around like it happens every day. To say that you have the biggest names in the industry on the show 
isn't just something cool to say. It's 100% true. Love the class of 2022 and can't wait until next September. Regards, Skippy. Thank you, Skippy. There was a ton of great reaction to this year's Guest Hall of Fame members, if you missed it. And I'm going off of memory here. We have Donnie Bray from Warren County Pork Choppers. We have... Uh, of? Was? I don't know if Donnie's still actually competing. I reached out. I haven't heard back from him. Actually, I've only heard back from two of the five, and one's related to me, so I don't know if I can necessarily count that, but one of the... Uh, four remainders. But I reached out to Donnie Bray. I knew him at the time, and he makes it in as the pitmaster of Warren County Pork Choppers, Warren County in Kentucky, of course. Uh, my mom, Connie Rempe, also made it in to the Guest Hall of Fame this year. Uh, that is the second person I heard from. Uh, Chris Lilly uh, made it into the 2022. Am I saying 2023? 2022 Guest Hall of Fame. Haven't heard back from him. I did reach out to try and line up an interview. Noah Glanville, I did talk to him the next day. Sent a number of options to get him lined up. Have heard nothing back currently. And uh, Mike Mills, which obviously he's not going to be replying back to me for obvious reasons, but I did send his daughter Amy a quick note after the show ended alerting her to the fact that uh, Mike has made it in posthumously into the guest hall of fame here in 2022 and that the barbecue hall of fame rings that were enacted as of last year are now in production for those that are making it into the guest hall of fame this year. I was told last year was a nightmare production, raw material shortages, COVID, everything that you could think of. Those things didn't show up for months and months. Luckily, I didn't really tout it too much. That was more of a show after the fact. Doug was posting pictures of it. Bob Trudnack posting pictures of it. Tim McKeska posting pictures of it. So it grew in a grassroots movement type of way, I would say. However, this year, everybody knew all about it. I was pimping it as we were putting the class in. So the order went in. It said, if you ordered rings, look for seven to 10 days lead time in production. So to me, that means tomorrow, end of the week, they should be either done with production, lead time, or starting production, which means I don't know how long it can take. It's not like I'm spending tens of thousands of dollars on each ring. I'm spending hundreds of dollars, but not tens of thousands of dollars. So each one will be mailed. Once I get them in-house here to Cleveland, I will then reroute them to all five of the folks that are going to be in the Barbecue Hall of Fame this year. And once again, that's Donnie Bray, Connie Rempe, Chris Lilly, Noah Glanville, and posthumously Mike Mills. Amy said that she would make sure that she prominently displays the Guest Hall of Fame ring somewhere in 17th Street, which is incredible for me. I mean, that's just another motivator for me to get out there and see what it's all about. So, yeah. Be on the lookout. Hall of Famers, be on the lookout! You got rings coming, and I've made a few changes this year, which most of you won't even notice. 
but I'm hoping that it really goes even better. And they were really cool last year, but this year I think they have the potential of even being one level up in the greatness meter. And they're nice showpieces. I don't expect people to put these on their stock 13 size. I don't even really know exactly how much that is, but holy moly. It's a big ring. Like, I could not wear that ring on my finger here. Um, although it could probably fit right on my knuckle. My, knuckle. my knuckle is like the widest part of my finger. Everything else is, you know, very feminine with my fingers. By the way, if you missed it in the beginning of the first hour. Coming up in a future show is the Pepper Grinder Challenge. In my right hand, we have the Pepper Cannon retailing for $199. And in my left hand, we have the new Black Rain that is in the high-end Peppermill category, also retailing for $199. Ray Lampy and I are going to be putting those together. So if you're in the market for a very high-end Pepper Grinder or Peppermill or whatever the correct terminology is, I would tell you to go to Man Kitchen. I would tell you to go to Black Rain and do your due diligence there. Maybe you're looking to buy a really nice pepper grinder for somebody in your family or a loved one. You really want to show them that they mean a lot to you, so you're going to bone out 200 bucks on the pepper mill, so we'll see how it goes. But I'm having a high-end top man call tomorrow with Dr. Barbecue so we can conceptualize what this whole pepper mill challenge is going to look like. And then we will pick a Tuesday and then I will use the pepper cannon and Ray will use the black rain and we will put them through its paces. We will both give pros and cons. I mean, how bad can they really be? They're $200. These are things that should meet a certain expectation when you're dropping that kind of money on a pepper mill. Believe me, I did a whole thing on it the last time we talked about $200 pepper mills. Is this something that you need? No, there's a lot of things that cost a lot of money that you don't need. Do you want it? Do you have the means? Are you somebody that really appreciates finely ground pepper and having the ability to adjust the grind in a certain way? Are you fed up with BS pepper mills? Did you even know you had a BS pepper mill until you bought a pepper cannon or a black rain? Well, probably not. But once you have one, I'm of the opinion you would probably notice a big difference right off the bat. Does that mean you're going to buy one? Maybe not. But we'll see. We'll see what rain I think here once we get it done. We're going to try and press it in before the end of the year, and we'll go from there. It appears, I don't know if I'm putting the cart before the horse here, folks. It appears Jess Pryle's nowhere to be found here this evening, and that's a shame. Actually, let's give it a whirl. You're not there, right? Are you there, Jess? Nope. Get that big stuff out of here. Hello? Are you there? Hello? Oh, no. It's Jess Pryle. Or it's, it's Mo Kason chewing ice. <laughs> Hang up on him. Hang up on him. All right. Well, I thought I'd give it a whirl. Sometimes the camera connection isn't there, but whatever. So I'm going to go out on a limb 
kind of like I said with Rusty, remember this? I'm going to go out on a limb. Rusty, I don't think you've ever heard of Bod Trudneck, correct? Barbecue <laughs> guru, jackal. Oh, Thank all right, you. all right. <laughs> Sorry. That's one of my favorite sound bites of the whole entire show. Me calling Rusty to the carpet saying, you don't know Bob Trudnick. That's a year ago. That's when we were putting Bob Trudnick into the Guest Hall of Fame last year. Happy one-year anniversary to that sound bike last week. But that's where that sound drop came from during that show. And I said, Rusty, remember... Me questioning Rusty or calling him onto the carpet, that's where that was born. After he didn't know who Pat LaFrieda was, never heard of him. Like, well, how could he have possibly heard of Bob Trudnack from the Barbecue Guru? So I called him out on it. And he's like, guess what? I do know him, douche. He turned it around on me. He did. Good for him. He knew who he was. However, a year later... He didn't know who Connie Rempe was. Is that your wife? No. So Rusty is a enigma when it comes to his knowledge of barbecue and grilling in history. But again, younger guy. And that's endearing. To me, that's endearing. It's not off-putting. It's not insulting. Somebody that's getting his chops, learning the history, all that fun stuff. So I don't expect Rusty to know 16 years of show content and who these big names are like maybe we do just because we've been around it a little bit longer. But it was funny for me to call him out thinking that I was right. He was going to have to say, no, I, I don't know who it is. But he did know who it was, but he didn't know who my mom was. Oh, that's your mom? Put her in. Put her in. Who cares? Love Rusty. And happy birthday to that soundbite, by the way, as we're just finding out. To fill a few more minutes, in case you were wondering, the nine worst barbecue sauces on the market right now that you should always leave on grocery store shelves coming from our friends at yahoo.com are the following. And now when we say ones you should leave on the shelf, we're not talking about flavor profiles. I prefer this. You prefer that. Of course, nobody likes open pit trash. We're talking about ones that you want to avoid from a nutritional sense. So these are based on sodium content and added sugar that you might want to stay away from on your next shopping spree. All right. Number one, would I say in no particular order? Let me see. Let me see. Story continues. I want to speak out of school here. All right. Yeah. So number one is most sugar. Here we go. This is the worst one. I've never seen this on store shelves. French's Cattleman's Barbecue Sauce. Leave it on the shelf. Serving size, two tablespoons, 60 calories, 400 milligrams sodium, one gram of protein. Good for me. I'm trying to put on the weight. 
This one has the highest sodium content, 20%. So if you're trying to limit your sodium intake, you're going to want to eliminate your Cattleman's Kansas City Classic Barbecue Sauce. Number two, say it ain't so, Sweet Baby Ray's. Oh. Number three, Heinz Original Sweet and Thick Barbecue Sauce. Never seen it. Number four, Kraft. Trash. Zero protein. Number five, Great Value Original Barbecue Sauce. Great value. Number six, 365 by Whole Foods Original Barbecue Sauce. Can that be? Whole Foods is bad. Number seven, say it ain't so, Stubbs Original Barbecue Sauce. That's one of my favorites. 250 milligrams sodium. Number eight, Seed Harvest Original Barbecue Sauce. Never heard of it. And rounding out the nine that you should stay away from, Annie's Organic Original Barbecue Sauce. What? Not Annie's Original. I'd say half of these I've never even heard of. Well, now you know which nine to leave on the shelf. And unfortunately, Sweet Baby Ray's and Stubbs is one of them. Joe, my shoe size is 17. You know what they say about a guy with big feet, right? Big hands. Hey, what do we love about ceramic cookers? We love that they are fuel efficient. We love that you can achieve low and slow temperatures for traditional barbecue meats. We love that you can get rip-roaring hot for high-temperature grilling of steaks and other thin cuts. But what's missing in the everyday lineup of ceramic cookers? The ability to do true two-zone cooking. It's the best way to manage a fire and cook with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire in a round ceramic cooker, not very realistic. Why? Because it's round. And a Primo Grill, the game-changing oval design, the shape gives you the ability to execute a two-zone setup that you desire. It also gives you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. Plus, they have accessories that you're going to love. A Primo Grill rotisserie accessory, so you can put chicken wings, pieces of steak, glizzies. Does anybody know what that means? Is that a term everybody knows? Glizzies? What about instant chat? Anybody know what glizzies is? I'm not going to tell you, but I'm just going to say a bunch of glizzies. <laughs> How about pizza? Do you love pizza? Yeah. Of course you do. You're human. They have a Primo Grill pizza accessory as well, ready for sale. Find it at the dealer near you. Primogrill.com is the website. That's Primogrill.com. Find a dealer near you. Check them all out. Find the oval that's the best size for you and then buy it. You're going to love it. Primogrill.com. That's Primogrill.com. We're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. Welcome back. 
I'd like to thank Jess Pryles for joining us last segment. This portion of the show brought to you by somebody that was not not scheduled to show up. Fireboard. That's right. Fireboard 2, Fireboard 2 Drive, and Fireboard Pro. Also, Fireboard Park. Barbacoa Bandits, Glizzies equals hot dogs. Absolutely. You got it correct. And might I say, good for you. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your house, you're in luck. Fireboard is fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. You can monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. You connect to the Wi-Fi or cloud-based monitoring or the Bluetooth, the red, white, and blue hoo-hoo-tooth, if you so desire. Again, that's fireboard.com, or you call them with questions, 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232. Guy the Cooking Sam weighing in on the instant chat. I was going to make Greg's special secret sauce recipe that he sent me until it turned into spend half a weekend making pineapple habanero jelly, maybe next weekend. Guy, wrong. You don't have to use that. It's just as good without it. Or you can go to TexasPepperJelly.com and buy the pineapple habanero already made by Craig Sherry. It's delightful. You'll eat it with a spoon. It won't melt your face off, but it will certainly give you a little bit of heat if you're so inclined. But you don't have to use the the pineapple habanero in my barbecue sauce. It's just a recommendation. Really good without it. If you want to add heat, put in cayenne. Some nonsense like that. I found the stuff at my local Heinen's. They're fried jalapeno slivers. But then there's also an oil of some sort. Well, obviously, the jalapenos have infused this oil. So I'll take a spoon and spoon some of that jalapeno-infused oil into my barbecue sauce. That'll light you up a little bit. I'm not sure what your heat tolerance is, guy, but that's really good. I'll snap a picture. Email me. I'll take a picture of what I'm talking about if you want to mess around with it. But you don't need to use the habanero pepper jelly if you don't want to use it. It's just a suggestion. That's all recipes are these days. It's a outline. It's a mere suggestion. Put what you want in it. What if you were allergic to garlic salt or onion powder dark chili pepper. I wouldn't want you to use it. You wouldn't use it, would you? Of course not. All right, we are pointing to the second hour where we will talk about who will be joining us. We'll also be telling you a little bit about what's coming up on Friday. And if time allows, I'm going to be talking to you about something I never thought I would be talking to you about at the top of the second hour. If I don't do it tonight, this is one that will stay in the queue. And we might not get to it six months from now or eight months from now, but it's going to stay right here because it's that good of a story. It's unbelievable. I can't believe I'm going to address the topic. And you probably know about it if you've been listening to any sports radio at all or any news at all over the last 24 hours because it references Cleveland. Stick around. 
We're heading to the second hour. We'll be right back.